Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. everybody, this is Hondo Carpenter from Sports Illustrated's Fan Nation, the Las Vegas Raiders Insider Podcast, part of the Fans First Sports Network. Great to have you here. This is Sunday afternoon when I'm recording my podcast. Now, Thursday night after the draft, I did one. Saturday night after the draft, I, excuse me, Friday night after the draft, I did not do one on Saturday night. And let me tell you the reason why. I've been working the phones, talking to um, my multiple sources around the big around the Big Ten. Sorry, I covered the Big Ten for over twenty years around the National Football League, um, and really talking to them, getting their feel about the Raiders' picks. Now we're going to do what we've done the first two nights of the draft. I'm going to go through and kind of tell you how the Raiders got to where they were, uh, how the draft went down. I'm going to give you the grades for these picks like I did the previous. And then I'm going to give you um, the feeling overall around the National Football League about how the Raiders did. Now, I want to reiterate to you, I am not a fan of the modern media, both news media, political media, sports media, whatever, where they try to tell you what to think. You are an absolute adult. I apologize about that. I thought I had my ringer off. You're absolutely grown adults. Fans aren't stupid. Fans aren't dumb. And I don't need to insult you by telling you what to think. And I'm not going to do that. What I am going to do is give you information. And then whatever decisions you want to make is totally fine with me. I'm not going to insult you by telling you, if you disagree with me, you're stupid. I see sometimes media, you're dumb or they blow you off or they're sarcastic. You know, I'll get sarcastic with people when they take personal attacks or I'll get sarcastic with people when they do things that are warranted, but somebody disagreeing with you is not warranted. Now you need to understand if you didn't see my 
podcast from Thursday and Friday, I really encourage you to go back and watch those first because I explain a lot of how the draft went down. If you're just watching this one, and literally thousands and thousands of you have watched them, and I really appreciate that, um, but you're going to kind of be out of the loop a little bit on some of the verbiage that I use. And so if you do that, I apologize, but I'm, I'm not just saying it for the click. I'm telling you because I, I, I really feel like we're building an audience of several of thousands of people and I want us to stay on the same page. So when I say something, you understand what I'm saying. So I would really encourage you to go back and watch those if you didn't, not from a personal standpoint, but I'm, I'm trying to give you the best information because I want our relationship to last a long time. Um, so let's get into um, Saturday. Now, I said to you Friday that the last day of the draft, Saturday, everybody's a diamond in the rough. And you're you're looking more speculative. So if you say, well, gee, on my board, this guy was an X and they took him at Y, whatever. That's your personal opinion. Now, I want to tell you what goes into my opinion. Um, I don't put a whole lot of stock in what media think. There are some in the media, um, but they're ones who've come who were successful in the league and now maybe transitioned to media. Those people matter to me. I really listen to those people. But I like when I develop my board of the top 150 prospects, I do that by talking to multiple executives around the league who let me in on what they're thinking. And so I base my board on that. Now, I'm going to use college for an example because I'm not going to use the NFL because then you'll know who some of my sources are. Glenn Mason used to be the head coach at the University of Minnesota. And uh, if you're a gof, go gofs. But um, at the University of Minnesota, he had a great track record of tremendous running backs. So when Glenn Mason would rate a running back higher on his board of recruits, it carried more weight with me because he carried exponential um, track record of developing running backs. I hope that makes sense to you. So when I listen to the NFL, I listen to everybody. But at specific positions, I'll talk to my friends that have a very strong proven track record. For example, if, if you need a doctor because you're having uh, cancer issues, you don't go to a dentist. You go to an oncologist and, and same way. I go to people with a proven track record. So I'm going to give you kind of what they thought about on Saturday's draft. And then I'm going to give you their thoughts in general about the Raiders draft. Now, I say this every time because I always have critics. Well, Hondo's just speaking for the regime. He doesn't want to lose access. First of all, I'm not losing any access if I'm critical. I'm a member of the Pro Football Writers Association, and there are lots of people who are critical. You don't get kicked out or lose access for being critical. Second of all, the Raiders aren't petty. They're professionals. They understand. I'll give you an example. My good buddy, TJ Duckett, you may remember him. He was a first-round draft pick that went to the Atlanta Falcons as a running back. We were eating lunch one time uh, when he was playing for the Detroit Lions, and he talked about, you know, I'm an NFL player. I'm a professional. People can be critical. It doesn't bother me. I understand I'm a professional. They understand that. The only time you see people get angry 
is when you make it personal. And people who have to get personal to make their argument, to me, doesn't matter. I watch people on Twitter that'll send me stuff. Oh, you fat blankety blank, blank, blank. Okay, I'm 256 pounds. I am well aware that I'm not thin. So if you want to tell me that I'm not, you don't bother me. I, I know I'm not. And but people who want to make who have to resort to well, you're stupid. Okay, personal attack, mute you, gone, not listening to you. Don't give them the privilege of blocking them. I just mute them because then when you block them, they take a screenshot of it and brag about it. So they want that. I just mute them. But if you want to disagree with me, it's not the end of the world. I'm not God. And here's the other thing. We can only judge these players right now where they are at right now. I'm there's my other phone. Sorry, but these are this is the phone I use for sources calling me. So I got to turn my my thing out. Somebody called me who I was reaching out to for uh, this podcast. So would you please forgive me and show me a little grace? I'm sorry. Anyways, um, I I'm looking for people who you know if they want to disagree, great. But if you have to be disagreeable. You know, I saw people arguing about the Raiders pick in the sixth round. You do know these are all diamonds in the rough. And so it's a crapshoot anyways. So anyways, that's just the approach I want to take. Now, I am going to tell you, you're going to see me occasionally going to be holding up some notes here because these are notes that I've taken in all my conversations. I don't write out my scripts because I don't like that. I like this to be a conversation. I like us to talk like two people just sitting at a restaurant over a hamburger or a plate of ribs and just having a conversation. But I am going to look because I want to give you the best information. Now, so coming into day four, um, I mean, day three, excuse me, um, the night before uh, Dave Ziegler had talked about, you know, tomorrow is is, is, is a day in the, in, the, in the rough, looking for diamond, excuse me, diamonds in the rough. There were a few players left who were um, – I wouldn't classify as diamonds in the rough. Now, I'm going to tell you in all my years, and I'm an old man, I'm sitting here at 52 years old, in all my years of covering drafts, this was one of the strangest. There was a lot of stupid picks. There were a lot of picks that just didn't make sense to me. And so usually on day four, um, there isn't a whole lot of guys that are not diamonds in the rough. But there were a few. And so the Raiders looked to trade right away. They wanted to make some trades. And remember something. The Raiders don't have a propensity to want to trade. So the only reason they're willing to trade up is if a guy they had a lot higher is dropping, they're willing to make that move. Again, go back and watch the other podcast. So let's talk about it because the first pick that the Raiders made uh, was in the fourth round. It was pick one at 104. So they moved up of five spots, and they select Jacorian uh, Bennett, a corner out of Maryland. Now, I'm going to tell you something. I know for a fact, talking with other NFL teams, there were a lot of teams that had second-round grades on him. In fact, two I know of that didn't have a need for quarterback. That had, So these are teams that are good at cornerback. They've proven a good job with corners that had him as a high two. This guy fell to 104 in the fourth round. That, that that's it's it's unbelievable drop. I'm not saying the Raiders had him at, in in the second round. I'm I'm I believe they had him as a high third. But then this is a guy they really believe in. He is very tough. 
He is a, a battler. This guy is a bruiser. Um, this guy, you know, you see a lot of corners who love to play in coverage but don't like to hit. He will jump up there. This is a guy I want you to think about, Patrick Mahomes. So Patrick takes off running. Um, this is a guy that's going to come running up and meet him at the line for a collision. He's extremely athletic. Now you say, why is that a big deal? Because so is Patrick Mahomes. And Patrick Mahomes can juke guys. How many Raiders corners have you seen come up at Patrick Mahomes and they're a little tentative and he makes them look stupid? I mean, listen, let's just all be honest. And I understand this is going to make some of you mad because you're Raider fans. But Patrick Mahomes is the best. And if you have to compete against him twice and you're trying to win a division he's in, he should be top of your mind. This is a guy that when Patrick Mahomes takes off rushing and he crosses that line of scrimmage, so now the wide receiver is not available as a viable option, he's coming up and he's athletic and there's going to be a collision with Patrick Mahomes. I thought this was a tremendous pick. Do I think that he was um, a Devin Witherspoon or a Christian Gonzalez? No, I do not. But do I think he was in tier two of corners? Absolutely, I do. And I'm going to tell you, and again, if, if you don't want to believe it, I'm fine with that. I'm not offended. But I know around the NFL, in fact, there were some NFL guys I'm texting with during the draft. In fact, if you followed me on Twitter, I broke almost every Raider pick because um, I was getting people around the league who, who would tell me. So I'd tweet it out to you. But this was a guy people loved. This was a guy that universally a lot of teams really, really like. And again, the teams with the best corners or the best ability to develop corners really like Jacorian Bennett. And so I gave this an absolute A. You got him much lower than you had to, and he was in that second tier. I expect him to play immediately. I think this guy could be your nickel. You know, you, you, you put, you know, uh, Nate on one side, face on on another, put this guy as your nickel, eventually start working, you know, towards spots. He's a depth guy. He's going to compete immediately. I really like him. Now, he's got to be a little careful at this level because he's such a thumper and so unafraid of contact. And you may remember earlier when I talked about Patrick Mahomes that once he crosses the line and the wide receiver now, be, now be, is no longer viable as a receiver, you will see him from time to time cheat a little and he'll take off running for a quarterback. Patrick Mahomes will stop on a dime and give you nine cents change. That's a pretty good saying, isn't it? It's not a original, so don't give me credit. I stole that from a buddy. But he'll stop at a dime. So this is a guy, if you come off your guy a yard, so you come off a yard and that wide receiver keeps going, Patrick Mahomes has the ability. He doesn't have to set his feet. He can throw from awkward positions. Raiders have seen him do it for years and nail your guy. So that's going to be a little bit, but that's that's part of the adjustment of going from college. And so that's going to be adjustment, but I give Jacorian Bennett an A. That was a great pick, a really, really good pick. And I'm going to tell you something. I know there were a couple of other teams trying to trade up and get him because they they text me or message or in my conversations after message that that was a good pick. They were trying to get him. The next pick is they went for Aiden O'Connell. And again, they moved up to him fifth round, 135th pick. He's the quarterback out of Purdue. Now, I want to talk about this pick because a lot of people were super critical. The Raiders had one quarterback out of what was considered the big four that they thought was an absolute legitimate 
guy. He had the best, and even none of them they felt were dudes. And remember, a dude, in my definition is just a can't miss. And there were only two dudes, and that was Will Anderson and Tyree Wilson. But Bryce uh, Young was a great quarterback up there, CJ Stroud, Will Levis, and uh, Stroud. Oh, and Anthony Richardson. Those are the four guys that a lot of people consider the top four. Only one of them. And remember, check out my story later this week. I'm going to take you inside the draft. I'm going to take you behind the scenes, talk a lot more about potential trades, non-trades, whatever. But um, there's a lot of people that liked a lot of those different quarterbacks. The Raiders only liked one of them. And I can also tell you emphatically, you will never find one of my mock drafts that had Will Levis. Will Levis was never an option for the Raiders. There was a, a season where he was an option out of the first round. Um, but without getting into too much detail, um, I can tell you months ago, he was not an option uh, at all for them. He wasn't a guy that they were considering. So you say, why did he bring him in for a visit? Well, because you want to create as much interest in your in your position to possibly make a trade. Now, Aiden O'Connell was in a second tier of quarterbacks. The Raiders really liked Hendon Hooker, and I'm going to write more about it next week. But there were some things about Hendon Hooker that, although they still liked him, and none of it was character or talent. Great kid. They loved him. Everybody did, loved him. But there were just some things, I, I, I think probably some concerns that maybe he hasn't, wasn't healing as fast from his injury last year as people had hoped. And so if you notice my first several drafts, they, I had him getting Hendon Hooker. And then my last several, he was not there. So they begin to say, okay, we like Hendon Hooker, but in that second tier of quarterbacks, there are plenty of other guys that we like. Again, go watch my Friday post-draft podcast at day two, and, and you'll I get into this a lot more. So they were willing to you know to pass over Hendon because there were some guys that they liked. Now the Raiders really liked Aiden O'Connell. Now I know there was a lot of people really critical of this pick, and and I want to say something. The reason that I define for you how I develop my top board is because I'm not going on Hondo opinion. I go get a bunch of NFL people and college people to tell me what they think. Then I put the boards together and then I weigh it. You know, so if team A has a corner at 100 and team B with a proven track record of developing corners has them a 75, I'm going to have them higher than 100. So having said that to you, I know a lot of people like to just go to the internet and look at what is some person who hasn't worked in the league. And it doesn't mean that those people can't have good evaluations. I'm not minimizing them, but their opinion doesn't mean anything to me like others does. So they run to these boards and they say, well, this person said this. Okay. Well, who is this person? Okay. Nice person. This is what they do for a living. Or, or I would assume if they're in the media, but it's not like they do it in the NFL where the NFL world trusts them. I'm sorry. I don't put a lot of weight in that. Secondly, because I know how some of the media put their boards together. I'll just leave it right there. But Aiden O'Connell was a guy that the Raiders last November, he really hit their radar. Now, let me tell you about Aiden. 
if you just look at his 2022 stats, you may say, hmm. But go back to the 2021, go back and look at before. A lot of people thought he was going to leave school early. A lot of people thought he has a chance of being a first or second round quarterback. But there were some things that changed at Purdue, some personnel, some other things. So he didn't have as good of a 22. So the way some of these people put their, their boards together, they're not, you know, they're doing it because they want clicks and whatever. But the people in the know like Aiden O'Connell. Now, if you like a mobile quarterback, they did not like Aiden O'Connell. I understand that a lot of fans prefer a mobile quarterback. Now, let me be honest with you. If I was running the Raiders and I was the general manager, I would have wanted a more mobile quarterback because I would want to run a more mobile system. I think it just it gives you a lot more options and opportunities if you have a quarterback that makes defenders have to be weary about his ability to run. That's how I feel personally. But that's not the system that Dave Zuger and Josh McDaniels run. So to go get that guy would be stupid. Wouldn't even make sense. And so I don't blame them for not going to get the guy. If you want to blame them for it, that's your decision. But they were brought in here to run this system. That's why Mark Den Davis pays them millions of dollars because that's the system he wants that he brought them in to run. So they go out and they liked Hendon. But I, I think I'm not speaking for the Raiders. I'm just saying things I heard around the NFL was there was a little bit of concern about his health. And, and remember, if there wasn't, a team would have traded into the first to get that fifth-year option. So Hendon fell, and they were okay with that because there were some other draft picks that they really liked and were surprised that they fell to them. But Aiden O'Connell, Tanner McKee, there were a group of guys that are not as mobile but with big arms, they are great game managers. They are guys that can really do a lot. And they liked him a lot. They liked his accuracy. Now, you know, somebody comes to me and says, oh, yeah, you say accuracy. Well, look at the look at the interceptions. And he did throw some interceptions. But that's because people don't understand the difference between 21 and 22 new personnel and some changes in the program. I don't have time to get into all that. If you want to argue what, what somebody on a website says, that's fine. I have no desire to argue with you. I'm trusting people in the NFL. Now, I know of several NFL teams. Obviously, I know people at almost every team. And that had him ranked as their number one pocket passing quarterback. Or number two, but um, I won't get into all that. But he was very highly rated. Tanner McKee, another quarterback, very highly rated. And Aiden McConnell, remember, this is a guy that a year ago, a lot of people would have said would have been a first or second round pick, drops to them in the fourth round. Matter of fact, let me just double check, look at my notes here again. Yeah, he flew fourth round, pick 135. So the Raiders value him. He's their highest rated quarterback for their system. It's really important to understand. You, If you got a chance to get Patrick Mahomes, you get Patrick Mahomes. But there was no Patrick Mahomes available. There were some good guys, but I've heard people saying, why do we pass on a franchise quarterback? Well, a lot of people in the NFL would tell you there wasn't a franchise quarterback in this draft, a, a dude. But the point was, for their system, they get Aiden O'Connell. Now, here's the deal with Aiden. 
he's a guy that a year ago, if I you would have been told me that he get picked in the fourth round, no one would have believed it. But due to some circumstances he didn't control, he drops. But he fits the Raiders system perfectly. He's a guy that's going to come in and be a backup. But has potential to be something else. Now, many of you are not aware of this, but Bill Parcells used to have a hard, fast rule in the NFL. They wanted guys who'd been multiple-year starters and captains. He wouldn't have picked an Anthony Richardson. And I knew there was a lot of people that liked Anthony Richardson because of his physical attributes. But there were a lot of people that liked Jamarcus Russell because of his physical attributes. And he didn't win. Anthony Richardson didn't win as much as Jamarcus Russell. Now, I don't think Anthony Richardson is Jamarcus Russell 2.0 because I don't think he has the character issues. He's a high character kid. Great kid, by the way. But still, there was a lot of questions. You don't take an Anthony Richardson, at least a lot of the teams I know that are successful quarterbacks. What are you doing? You don't take that guy that early. But they did. And I wish him well. hope he does really well. But they got a guy that fits their system perfectly. A guy that previously would have been a first or second rounder in the fourth. And a guy that's going to come in and be a starter. Now, they don't need him to start. If Jimmy Garoppolo stays healthy, Jimmy's your guy. If Jimmy doesn't stay healthy, then you go to Brian Hoyer, who's a proven quarterback and knows the system. But you have an Aiden O'Connell there who's going to learn from Jimmy and Brian, who are both willing to teach. You got a guy in the fourth round who was the best quarterback that you had a higher rating on. And by the way, I know of one other team, not multiple, because most teams run with a running quarterback. But I know one other team that had Aiden O'Connell with a second-round grade as well, which the, which the Raiders did. So you go get a guy with a second-round grade with potential to be a starter. And you use that Bill, um, excuse me, that Bill Parcells method of this is a proven winner, proven track record guy. Go look at what he did against that Michigan defense in the Big Ten Championship game. This guy played well. Now, I gave O'Connell a grade of a B. Again, just based on where other people had him on the board, I know the Raiders had him in their second tier of quarterbacks with a second-round grade. You pick him up on the fourth, I'm going to give him a B. If you wanted a running quarterback, so you're going to grade him a lot less, that's fine, but it's un that's like giving somebody a B on a biology exam because you want them to do a physics exam. It's not apples to apples, oranges to oranges. If you don't like the system Josh McDaniels runs, you don't have to like the system, but you don't dock a quarterback because he doesn't run the system you want when your team doesn't run that system. So I give them a B. They got a guy with a definite potential being a starter, definite potential. It would not shock me if Aiden O'Connell becomes a starter in this league. He reminds me, again, different style, but when Bill Parcells went and got Tony Romo real late, everyone's like, well, this guy's not going to be any good. And Tony Romo, whether you think he's good or not, because you're a Cowboy fan, ended up having a very good career. This is a guy that would not shock me. Um, he can at times get rattled, which is what you saw in 2022. He got rattled because uh, he didn't have anywhere near the offensive line that he had in 2021. And the guy was running for his life. So that's a true criticism. He did. He does get rattled a little bit. 
But I think you're going to see from the Raiders, um, they got themselves a player here. And I like the pick. I give it a B. Now, the next pick the Raiders made in the draft on Saturday was in the pick 170, fifth rounder. And uh, they got Chris Smith, the safety from Georgia. Now, just so you know, right up front, I gave this an A. Unbelievable that this kid dropped. Raiders had him, uh, again, as a low second, top of the third grade. So did most teams. The problem is he just fell because of some other teams making some bad picks. This guy's a proven winner on a proven team against the highest level of competition in the SEC. Made big plays in the national championship games. This kid's available. He's great in the locker room. He's a ferocious hitter. I mean, this guy reminds a lot of people of Deron Harmon. This was a great pick. In fact, um, Josh McDaniels, not Josh McDaniels, Dave Ziegler, had other GMs around the league texting him, you know, crap, you got this pick. And I got my phone right here. I want to read you a text that I got from an NFL executive after the Raiders made the pick. I'm going to clean the language up a little bit. Crap, that's not what he said. You just totally stole our guy. He'll start this year. Damn, great pick. And you go get Chris Smith. Now, let me tell you about this guy. He is ferocious. Now, I've heard a lot of people, well, so the people said that about John of the neighbors. Yep, they did. But he's not Jonathan Abram. He's a thinker, not calling Jonathan Abram stupid at all. But he played very physically, and at times, you, you can't just play physically. The game of football is a mental game. He's both. He's not afraid to get in there and help a safety, and he's got the, the ability to do it. He's more quick than fast. Um, so I know some people were, were critical of that. But the kid's a beast. He runs He runs quick. He's fast. He's fine. But this kid's a, a, a guy I expect to compete immediately, immediately to get in that start. In fact, I'm just going to say it right now. I would say to you, by the end of the year, I expect Christmas to be a starter. So you're getting a starter in the first round and you want to dock him? I'm sorry. Again, Raiders, low second, high third grade. This is a guy they really like, but just some people picked some safeties. that There were some safeties picked before him that didn't make a whole lot of sense. Um, I know two NFL teams that had him as their second best safety on the board really liked him a lot. And so I think the Raiders stole, just literally stole this guy. And he's a great player. He already comes from a championship team. He knows what it takes. He's a super hard worker. So, again, I, I like that pick, and I give it an A. Now, remember – this is on day three when they're supposed to be diamonds in the rough. So I agree with you, Aiden O'Connell is. But man, Jacorian Bennett, there's huge help in your secondary. I think he's your starting nickel right away. Potential to be a starting corner by the end of the year. Here's Chris Smith. That's a starter eventually in, in your backfield. And we're in day three, people. Those are great picks. Now, then we come to the pick that um, some people question, Amari Burry. And they go and get him at the 203rd pick in the second round. I mean, in the sixth round, excuse me. He's from Florida. He's a linebacker. Now, 
A lot of people, I know for a fact, uh, on almost every board I know of, they have them draft, they have them slotted as a fifth round guy. Uh, excuse me. Yeah, a fifth round guy. And the Raiders got him in the sixth. So that's not bad. He's also a guy that transitioned from safety to outside linebacker. Now you say, why is that important, Hondo? Here's why. Because when you're going against a Patrick Mahomes, Justin Herbert, now a Sean Payton offense in Denver, your outside linebackers, remember they got Tyree Wilson. So you're going to have Max and Chandler and Tyree. They're going to be giving the quarterback trouble. But now you got an outside linebacker who's used to playing defensive back. So he's got really good hands. He made big plays. It was he everyone said he had the best hands on the uh, Florida team and this is a linebacker. And he had a penchant. He made a lot of big plays. So you've got this guy who makes big plays, great hands, who's going to be a great coverage guy. Now, again, Travis Kelsey, you know, how many times did he burn Raider linebackers? So this guy has speed, but he also has great hands and coverage ability. I thought this was a really good pick. Now, again, diamond in the roughs. Had they picked him on day one or day two? I'd have said probably not unless they got him like as the last pick of the third round. I probably would not have said this was a good – in fact, I would have said it was a bad pick. But where they got him determines value. This is a guy that I expect to immediately compete. He'll play on all the special teams. But I would not be shocked if maybe not this year, but next year he's a starter outside linebacker. And he's going to bring – he's still learning the part because he's transitioning from safety. Now, Raiders loved him. Because they got to spend a lot of time with him and get to know him and see his development, see where he's raw, to see where he's changing and growing. So it was a great pick for them. It was an excellent pick for them. And it was a pick that needed to be made. And so, I, I, again, had they picked him somewhere else, I wouldn't have given him a B. But I give them a B for this because of where they got him and because of how he fits that scheme. How many times did you see Raider linebackers last year just get burned because they didn't have the pass, um, the ability to defend the pass? So, again, I give it a B. I understand if other people, well, he's this or he's that. Okay. But the Raiders spent a ton of time with him. They really liked him. They loved his work ethic. They loved the fact. See, a lot of people, when you're transitioning from a position, you get lost. Well, look at all the tape. No, no, no. Okay, well, all that's legit. But he's got all the God-given tools to do the position. So then back off a little bit and understand, best hands at Florida, leader, all the, 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 the God-given things are there, and he has the want to, loves the game, going to work like an animal, I think it was a good pick. And again, if you disagree, I'm fine with that. I'm not God, but I'm asking people around the league and I'm going to share some of their opinions in a little bit. But people around the league thought the Raiders got a really, really good one. Now, the next one was the last one. And this was Nesta. And I'm going to I want to talk to you about Nesta because there's something 
Nissen Silvera, I want to I want to talk to you about him because I gave this a C and they picked him in the seventh round at pick 231. This is a throwaway pick. I mean, for every Brock Purdy, there's it's one in a thousand. So I'm going to tell you why I gave it a C because there's a couple of reasons. First of all, most people had him on a draft board as a fifth rounder. The Raiders get him in the seventh. This is a guy that transferred, and sometimes when players transfer, they get lost in the shuffle, okay? But he came from Miami <laughs> of Florida. This is a defensive tackle with a really big burst. This is a guy who is a disruptor. Now, you may remember after the Byron Young pick, which some people were extremely critical of, I was not because of things that I knew from um, the senior bowl, but they were so into Nesta that they gave him one of their top 30 visits. That's a pretty big deal because uh, Dave Ziegler used to coach um, one of the Arizona coaches on staff. The Raiders also have some people on that staff they have relationship with, <clears throat> and they gave him a little insight. Hey, this is a guy don't overlook. He got a little bit lost because of transferring. I'm going to give this guy a C. Because I do expect him to make the team and have a chance to grow and to develop something. You know, if you're picking a guy in the seventh round with a fifth round, round rating, and it's a crapshoot here anyways, and he does have potential to develop into something, and he fits a need, which I remember to go back and watch the podcast after Byron Young, they needed defensive linemen that could disrupt the rush. Not their rush, but the, the other team's rushing attack offensive rushing attack so you got a guy here uh he's mean he's fierce he plays tough so if you don't like a seventh round guy who really cares they're seventh rounders you shouldn't have any expectation for a seventh rounder anyways so if you get an expectation and the guy makes the team you should be thrilled okay great but this is a guy that they got a lot of knowledge on now I want to say this to fans. You often hear me say that when you go to a football game at Allegiant Stadium, everybody's getting paid to be there but one person. The snack guy selling snacks is getting paid. The owner of the team's getting paid. His general manager's getting paid. The players are getting paid. The coaches are getting paid. The media's getting paid. The only one there not getting paid is the fans, and they're paying to be there. That's why when people say to me, I've had other media members, why do you follow so many of the fans who follow you? I want to hear from them. Why do I interact with you guys? I want to hear from you. You're not my enemies. You're, you're technically my bosses. But I also want to hear from fans because I, I trust and love your perspective. But the, the term fan does come from fanatic. And that's sometimes you, you make decisions. You see, I... I don't think media members are good when they're covering a team they root for. I think you can be good, but it's very difficult because you have to separate yourself emotionally from a team. And you, how, do you, how can you be a fan and, and a fanatic if you're not emotional? But when you look at the Nesta pick, where they got them, I think it was a great pick. If a guy makes a team, it's a winner, winner, chicken dinner. 
So what does this say to Farrell and Butler, two guys late last year? Well, it says, we're very unhappy with you. Last year when the Raiders needed defensive tackles, there were games they didn't even dress. So get your head out of your butt because they're looking to replace you. Nice. That's the fact. And so I, I, overall, I thought it was good. So I want to um, talk to you a little bit about grading the Raiders draft. Okay. Um, I will tell you that I talked with 26 NFL people. Now, not 26 different teams, but 26 people. And just ask them based on your knowledge of personnel, and they know who all these guys are. This is the question I asked. Based upon your knowledge of personnel and the Raiders roster, how do you rate the pick? I mean, the draft for the Raiders. Of the 26, I got 19 that gave it an A. And I had seven, uh, A, so that could be A plus, A, A minus, and seven that gave it a B, B minus, B, or B plus. And that's judging people around the NFL that it was a really solid draft. And I'm going to read you a couple comments. I'll, I'm not going to tell you who they are, but I'm going to read you a couple comments um, just so you can have um, understanding of it. Okay, here we go. Here's the first one. Um, Hondo, I really like the draft for the for the Raiders. Man, they seem to hit every need. They moved up a lot, especially on day three, but they moved up a lot in the draft because guys that they wanted had fallen and they were aggressive to get guys that they really wanted. I like the way Dave did it. I thought it was an excellent job. I give him an A. Now that's a guy who's an executive with a team that's had a lot of success in the National Football League. Here's another one. Um, this is from a gentleman who's an executive, not saying what his position is, on a team that's won a Super Bowl. Here's what he says. I thought Dave did a terrific job. I've been telling you that I thought this is how he would draft, and he proved it. it was really smart. I think every one of those guys is going to make your team, which is huge in any draft. Good job by the Raiders. Good job by Z. Then here's one um, that said, great draft for the Raiders. I think the fact that they walked away with probably three and potentially four immediate starters tells you everything you need to know. Great day three for them as well. Still pissed that they got Chris. Still pissed they got Mayer and still pissed they got Tyree. All guys we were targeting. Good job by them. So that's just some of the people in the NFL and what they thought about the Raiders draft. Now, let's talk about a couple people. There were a few guys that they missed on that they really liked, and other teams jumped ahead of them. I know they really liked Cody Mock, but the Buccaneers jumped ahead. I think it was the Buccaneers and got them. So they missed out on some guys, but they also moved around some guys. I thought one people that did not get a lot of credit in this draft was Josh Mc, excuse me, was Dave Ziegler and Champ Kelly's staff who scout the other teams so they know what each team needs. So they knew, okay, we got to get ahead of these people to get this guy. Like they knew they needed to do something for Jacorian and some other guys. So the Raiders, in my opinion, I give their draft an A minus. I thought it was a good draft. Um, I think there was some things that I think they wanted to come out with. 
But if other people draft ahead of you and they get those guys, there's nothing you can do about that. So an A minus. Now, you truly don't judge drafts until five years from now. So I'm only judging it as of today. In five years, we will come back and judge this draft. And I'll give you a more thorough evaluation when that happens is looking at that. And <clears throat> But for right now, I give it an A-. minus. I thought the Raiders had a great draft. I mean, they arguably, arguably um, again, three, maybe even four starters. It's unbelievable. You go get one of the two dudes, unbelievable. You go get a guy who can potentially be your quarterback, but you didn't overpay. You had a second-round grade on. You didn't overpay, which is – again, let, let me just double-check because I don't want to lie to you. You go get a guy in the fourth round who could one day be your starting quarterback. Okay, again, do I think he's there now? No, but guys got it up. You know what's amazing? And and I hate to do this, Raider Nation, but how many people ripped the Colton Miller pick? Go back and look, because I have. They're all over. Terrible pick, bad pick. Colton, now, one of the best left tackles in all football. Max Crosby. There were people, oh, he's out of Eastern Michigan. It's a small school. We should have picked. Okay, none of those people now are saying anything. Let's wait and see. When you pick a guy on day three, it's all a crapshoot. So you give the staff the benefit of a doubt, wait till four years, see what they're what they're done in their first contract, and we'll know exactly where they were. But as of right now, where they were based upon grades and value, the Raiders had a valuable pick had a valuable draft. They're not going to be paying some people. They're not going to be paying mayor what they would have paid them. And I'm going to tell you this, not all, but the majority of teams I know had mayor as their number one tight end. Someone said, well, now why didn't you ever mock him to them? Because I didn't think they would be there. If you remember all my mocks, other than the first one, I think it was, I didn't take into account trades. So there's no way he was going to be there. He was, he was TE1. So you got a lot of those guys. Now, Mayer reminds a lot of people, and I think you're going to like this, a lot of people of the toughness of Mark Bavaro, the hands of Antonio Gates. Um, I've heard some other people um, use Gronk, and I think certainly toughness and everything else that would fit. Um, he got good hands like Gronk. I even think he's even more of a nasty blocker than Gronk. But Gronk wasn't Gronk coming out of college. He had to grow into it. If you look at the two of them, I think he's farther along than Gronk was at this point in his career. But I think he's got a chance to be special. There's just a bunch of special players in this draft. So please hear me. I understand you're going to think whatever you want, and you're entitled to do that. I don't discredit you if you don't agree with me. But my job is to give you the information, and your job is just to do whatever you want with it. I heard a chef say one time, he says, my job as a chef is to give you the meal. It's up to you whether you like it or not. Um, you'll get a kick out of this. I hate Brussels sprouts. Hate them. Absolutely hate them. But there are some people who say, oh, these are the best Brussels sprouts in the world. Well, God bless you. They're not for me. So let's just wait and see how it develops. But I think a lot of you wanted to see what Dave Ziegler was going to do. And I think he just did. A very good solid draft they hit needs on some people that others thought maybe were reaches they had personal information on 
remember this. Being a head coach and a general manager in the NFL, you make millions of dollars. These guys don't want to get fired. And they work for an owner that's had two coaches that have taken this team to the playoffs, and he's fired them both. They know that Mark Davis will fire people. So they're not out there picking picks to piss you off. They're picking picks. Hey, I believe in this guy. He's going to make us better. So give him the benefit of a doubt. Now, if everybody that I talked to who was in the NFL said this pick was terrible, then I would have rated him that way. But they didn't. I think it was a good draft. I think it was a great draft. I think Raider Nation should be really encouraged. Here in a short time, we're going to get the schedule, and I'll give you my prediction. I'll go through it all. But I'm just telling you right now, I thought it was a great draft in A-. minus. I think we can start to put back behind us last season. And let's wait and see what Josh McDaniels does with the groceries that has been given to him uh, by Dave Ziegler. There's a lot of UDFAs, undrafted free agents, that are going to be coming. There's also going to be trades. I'm telling you right now, there's going to be trades. And there's going to be guys who get cut from other teams that are still viable players. This roster is far from done. I think there could be five or six players make the final roster that aren't even on the team yet. So be a little patient. Let Dave Ziegler do his job. And uh, But I appreciate it. I hope you appreciated this podcast. We're going to have another one coming up later this week, looking at the draft in totality with all the NFL. We're going to have another one coming up just specifically talking about all the picks. That one's going to come on Monday or Tuesday. We got a lot of podcasts coming. Appreciate us as we're building this relationship here at Las Vegas Raiders Insiders. But if you go to the description of our Las Vegas Insiders um, page, you'll see the link to all of my stories that we write all week. You're also going to see, if you go to my Twitter, at Hondo Carpenter, at H-O-N-D-O-C-A-R-P-E-N-T-E-R, you'll see the link to all my stories. Follow me on Twitter, if you would, please. Matter of fact, if you follow me on Twitter and you say, hey, I'm loving the podcast, uh, I'll make sure I give you a follow. So don't tell your friends who aren't listening to the podcast, but I'll give you a follow. I'd love to follow you, get some interaction with you. And But let's keep building this. But I, I think, at least with me, my goal is that when you come away with it, that you feel like Hondo didn't treat me like I'm stupid. He let me know where he got his information, and he brought me quality information, even if I disagree with it. And at the end of the day, I'm smarter about at least what my Raiders were thinking. I may not agree with them, but I'm smarter because I know what they were thinking. So I appreciate y'all. Again, we got a bunch more podcasts coming this week. We've got my story coming later in the week, taking you behind the draft. I'm going to be doing a podcast in a couple weeks uh, with some Raider fans I think you're going to enjoy. But I just want you to know, I appreciate you. I'm grateful for you. And without you, I don't have a job. So from the depth of my heart, from my family to you, I pray God blesses you and you have a wonderful week. And uh, let me know in the comments what you thought of the draft. I'd love to hear your comments. Keep it clean. Keep it classy. God bless you, Raider Nation. Have a great day.